welcome to AFL Deep Dive. We are here. How are you, Mr. Smith? Good, Trent. How are you, buddy? Doing very well. This is our combined Beyond the Game episode we're doing today. So we're doing the one episodes from here. We're going to do a whole bunch of season previews. So that's that's basically what we're going to be doing from here. So we did three teams last week, which uh, got through them. A bit of a struggle with, with a couple of them, but we got through them. We got through them. Less news this week is the good news. Less news less is rack. good news. So you're less rack, although yeah. you've got a slap on the wrist for it. Mummy um, song. Yeah. So we'll probably get to go a little bit deep into each of these teams. Yeah, so we're going to do sort of 50 minutes around the three following. So we'll do from here Collingwood, Essendon, and then we'll do Fremantle a couple of minutes at the end. But um, no, just, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a bit about Fremantle, especially now there's players that we, we know as well, which is Yeah, there's a couple there that we yeah. know. I know Hogan, I know, that's it. No, Brayshaw got murdered, I know him. Collier? Yeah. yeah. We've got, so a got a few, they got a we, few. We're getting there. So we'll go through those three teams, but yeah, in terms of news, probably not much to cover. Mummy got a slap on the wrist, he's not actually a player for GWS. I don't really understand how GWS can hand out a, any level of, of a fine or any of that when... Doesn't doesn't work for the club, so I'm not quite sure. I'm not sure why that's not an AFL issue. Doesn't that seem really weird? Seems very weird. Well, the whole um, thing's weird, but anyway, very weird. So. But it goes in line with the type of guy that we see from the outside. He's a pretty weird cat. Seems the whole thing seems pretty weird. But yeah. anyway, no one got caught doing rack. I'm sure somebody did, but no one got caught doing doing it. So that's at least good news and gives us more time to actually talk about football, footballs, and allows the players to do whatever they're doing overseas. <laughs> so I'm sure um, something happened, but let's let's hopefully that stays under the hat. Uh, yeah. So before we get started as well, massive thanks to our sponsors, Hops to Home. So Hops to Home is a craft beer delivery service. We love craft beer. How good is craft beer? Delivered Especially to the door when it's fresh and delivered fresh to the door. Fresh delivered to the door. That's it. So. Check out hopstahome.com.au, craft beer delivery service, fresh cans to the door, very simple, got to do it. Just in time for summer. Summer, presents, get on it, Santa loves craft well, beer, probably pretty. does. He does. Imagine he has a big stein, yeah. smashes a lot of very Belgian goes around style the, Goes around the world. I don't know Belgian, that feels like that might be the case. Yeah, he might get something from Collingwood. Well, I guess Santa was German originally, so he probably smashes Absolutely. a lot of big German beers. Yeah. Anyway, hopstahome.com, do you check them out? And AFL Deep Dive as a promo code gives you a special discount. $25 off your first pack, which is pretty good. So, and Cheap, there's two craft beer. packs to choose from? Yeah, so you've yeah. got a 10 pack or a 20 pack. So, which are, how much beer do you need? Yeah. More. Well, it depends probably. if you're choosing yeah, a big one. So, if it's a bachelor pad, you probably need the 20 pack. Yeah, that's it. People get taking them. Yeah. <laughs> so, check them out, hopstahome.com, do you? Let's bang into Sweet. the team. So, we'll start with Collingwood. So, obviously, Collingwood had a pretty sort of haunted start I guess to the season I mean they weren't terrible but given the last few years with Collingwood how it's really gone downhill post Malthouse and the narrative with Collingwood was always sort of like oh when's Buckley going to get it when's he going to get it and they make the grand final was a fair turnaround just the weirdest Strange story, storiest yeah. uh, story of the year. Obviously, if you're a Collingwood supporter, the, one of almost the greatest story that could have happened this year got that almost, close. Yeah. Got so so close. Two minutes and close. I don't think there would have been too many fans um, of AFL out there that would have predicted Collingwood making finals, let alone a no. grand final. So we yeah. both had them out of the final. So. In terms of looking at our ladders and stuff, we both had them way out. Hmm. I had them at sort of 13th-ish. Massive so. supporters of Bucks, though, which is interesting. Well, um, we both back him. We both sort of felt that, I mean, it, you know, it always felt a bit harsh, the criticism of him for the first couple of years especially, because it's going to take time for him to build his own team. And if he doesn't feel these guys are going to take the them to, the, you yeah. know, to the, the promised land, the promised um, land. <laughs> to, to a nice cliche, that, that that's not something... You know that well, it's not something I think to criticise a coach of. Any, any, but any respect to be fair, you need time. Mm. Coach needs time. You can't just judge a coach immediately. I know they had a very good team with the prior team, but was that a team that was going to keep winning even if Malthouse had stayed? Exactly, I, I don't know. and, and I mean, that's it. Going from a structure under yeah. Malthouse to a new structure, and probably nothing in full alignment, back mm. of house, and then coaching the way Bucks wanted to run things. So good on to the board, <coughs> Eddie and the, and the rest for backing yeah. Bucks and keeping him there because he's obviously uh, paid back in spades this year. Well, they yeah. kept it together, yeah, that's it. And, and yeah. with all the injuries and, oh, wow, yeah, pretty pretty special season that... Uh, well, let's got, get into that, the injury side of it, because they lost Sharonberg, they lost a lot of really key players in really key positions. 
Repeatedly. Repeatedly. And yeah. every time somebody went out, I mean, they, they managed the Trelaw thing, I thought, not too bad. I mean, even though that was a pretty bad loss, the two hamstrings, he, I mean, he came back really Came back, well. had a great final series. Yeah. So They covered a lot of the misses, yeah. which was incredible. I mean, injuries are part of football, but, you know, they had a lot of pretty average injuries. They have to be maybe top three, top four, I think, teams that had the worst yeah, run absolutely. of injuries, definitely. Yeah. And because it wasn't just injuries to their list, it was injuries yeah. to key personnel. Yeah. Um, well, Gold Coast had injuries to the whole, all the brains, so... Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, um, pretty amazing how they were able to just to top up, and now they've got a very deep list. They've yeah, been able to give good. 15, 20 extra games to guys that would have probably struggled to play AFL, let's be honest, had they had a full list to choose from, even a, a 90 95% full list to choose from because uh, they've got some really good players mm. and obviously um, what we saw this year, they've got probably one of the best midfields going around the comp. Yeah, that's it. I mean, they seem pretty switched on. Like, they, they actually seem like they've got the back house sorted. They seem like they've got most things on track. They missed out on Lynch, so they haven't been able to get Lynch in the trade. I mean, yeah, I mean, how, how do you see them going next year? Do you see them going up, down, staying about the same... Obviously, it's it's a bit hard to read because no one saw this coming. Really, even the most optimistic pie supporters shouldn't have said, "Oh, flag." No, a drunk, uh, drunk. Even the pie most supporter would have. That'll make it. <laughs> anyway, but that's not just maybe one of them. Yeah, but that's every drunk supporter of yeah. football clubs. Uh, yeah, look, stability can play a long, uh, long, a big part in uh, continuity, continuity, and, and backing up the next season. Yeah. it's just whether they've got the ability to change the game plan because I think yeah. that's where successive teams that um, continue to play finals are able to uh, adapt really quickly is when the hunter becomes the hunted mm-hmm. and Collingwood are going to be the hunted. Yeah, cliches. <laughs> it's going to be cliche Wednesday. Because <laughs> that's what footballers do and coaches do when they're being uh, put in front of a camera. So well, one week well. at a time. One yeah. week at a time, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how Bucks handles that and then uh, relays that to his team. But I think, yeah, I can't see them dropping out of the finals race next year. Personally, they've been able to re-sign some of those players uh, really late that weren't on the list. They didn't really lose too many players. No, well, they yeah, that's the thing. I think they kept most of what they could have lost, which is... Exactly right. So, And as I said earlier, they've built games into players that would have been playing probably more VFL this year had those injuries not come about. So, yeah, I think think they're pretty good. And I'd be surprised this early on if they don't finish top four. Well, they got to go right, which was a big part of the year as well. That's something we can't can't not talk about. I mean... The fact that he's now become one of the most dynamic and damaging players in the league is absolutely not something we saw coming. I no. mean, a guy that, you know, lied to the coach that there was like... His bloody dog. The dog. Another cliche. Another cliche. Like, but no, but like the amount of things that happened with this guy, and you ne- you can see now why they stuck with him. Like, that's the thing. I think this season, as much as... Failure is harsh, but as much as it... Didn't work out in the end. You know, they were two minutes away from a flag. I think a lot of the question marks on the pies aren't there anymore. No. Like, people are always questioning, why are they sticking with this guy? Why why are they sticking with the guy? Like, all these different things. things. And it's like, well, it's kind of... Kind well, of now they've, they've been shown to be correct, clearly. Correct. And they've been able to just quietly in the in the background, top up where they may have a deficiency by bringing in Roughhead to yeah. support uh, Goldsack and... Oh, Goldsack. Um, Brun- Brody, Brundy. Brody and... Brundy. Brundy. Um, and <laughs> there was someone else that they brought in just to um, add some depth to their midfield as well. The names forgot. Um, well, we went mid- through the trades, yeah. yeah. This is more kind yeah. of looking back, I guess. Yes, but yeah, so... They didn't really have too many deficiencies. I mean, everyone was concerned about A, where they were going to kick goals and B, where they were going to stop goals and they were able to manufacture something at both ends. I think you might think Dane Beams might be yeah, the Beams, best that's thing the guy, yeah, yeah, the guy that like, came in. I was like, does he mean Beams? He yeah, must mean Beams, you know, yeah. Easy to forget. He's not a, not a bad player. Not a bad player. No, he can play. So, what were we talking about again? Collingwood. Collingwood. <laughs> no, but I know what you're saying about, yeah, they're looking a lot more stacked in terms of their midfield. 
But then simultaneously, yeah, I mean, in terms of their game plan, they played the Richmond plan pretty well. And it's not just the Richmond plan, it's really modern football. Modern like football, it, yeah. Like, I saw a lot of the Richmond Twitter people calling them Copywood, which was just the lamest, like, most pathetic thing you've ever seen. But just people with so much time on their hands, just Copywood. Anyway, I thought that was horrible. Mm. That was, you know, the real kind of deep facets of AFL Twitter, which it's is... How, it's how deep, rabbit that, rivalry, you it's how deep that rivalry between Collingwood and Richmond go. Mm. It's got to make up it's names. It's a bit sad. But, <laughs> but that said, no, but like, I think that was a, that was obviously ridiculous. But it was more, I think, I get, I get that they copied elements of it. Of but yeah, I mean, we, we said at the start of the year, where are the goals going to come from, ultimately? But we didn't realise Dugowie could play and could really play. Yeah. We didn't realise that Mason Cox, Cox was all of a sudden going to learn how to play. I mean, to be fair to everyone that follows the game, you cannot have seen this coming. Especially after the first month of football, Cox was on the chopping board big time. But they yeah. stuck with him and they all of a sudden... He started taking marks and then well, he kicks one goal. All he needs to hold is all his hand up. Yeah, basically unstoppable. And then he just learned how to kick straight. And it's an awkward looking motion. It's a terrible it's motion. effective. But who cares? I mean, who that's cares? the thing. He's only yeah. been playing for 10 minutes, but it works. I mean, ultimately, we spoke, we did speak though, I remember last year about the whole thing with Cox and how big he is. I remember, you know, from an NBA sort of perspective, like the whole, you know, ISO Cox thing we were talking about mm. in, in earlier episodes this year, it, that worked. And, and consistently it worked. Against Rance, it worked in that, in that final. So, I don't know. Like I, I, they're a really hard team to chat about for, the, for next year because it, it's so unpredictable. And how many times have we seen a team do really well in a year and then come back really, really poorly? But reflecting back, I think 2018 was clearly a massive success. Massive. I mean, they were two minutes off winning a grand final and if McGovern miskicks that ball, that's the thing. We're talking millimetres. Yeah. And that's how close it was. So ultimately, I think they're definitely going to make finals next year. I would be very surprised if they don't. And especially, the, I think they've got the best, best midfield in the game now with Beams coming in as well. Like their midfield is stacked. Yeah. Like I, I think I'd, I'd be shocked if they don't dominate almost every game from the centre. Especially considering they've got <laughs> arguably the best Penelope, ruck Trelaw, well. a ridiculous ruck, exactly. And they got beams as well. Like it just seems, yeah, I, I would be shocked. Yeah. But yeah, the, the only thing is like hopefully they can get, they can figure out what piece, it, it feels like a team where, it feels like they've got to work out what piece works where I know that kind of seems a bit of a weird comment because it, it's true with every team. But because of all the injuries that they've had, they're going to get all these choices back, which yeah. is good. Because then you'd be like, sense. oh, we can play... Yeah, exactly. So they can go, oh, we can play Scherenberg. Oh, there's this option. Oh, there's that. Oh, hang on a second. What about this, 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 and this? So they're going to potentially run into a bit of problems earlier on, but they'll figure it out. And the back house looks good enough. I think they'll figure it out. Yeah. I'd, I'd be shocked if they didn't play finals. I really would be. Yeah, same. Yeah. But ultimately, amazing season. Brody Grundy as well had an... We have, can't not talk about him. He had an unbelievable season. Absolutely brilliant. And I think in the end... Probably on par with Gorn. I don't think he was... For a long time, people were saying, oh, you know, Gorn, Gorn, clearly on top. There was patches of the season where I would say that's the case. But given Grundy kept playing throughout the year, I don't know. I think it, I think they're pretty close. Yeah, I think Grundy's groundwork is superior. Yeah. And, that, and, and the scoreboard and is, as well. Yeah, and this is not a knock on Gorn at all. I think Gorn no. as a pure ruckman is better, but he's got the size yeah. to beat Grundy in that regard. And he's just so good at that tap work. Yeah. Whereas Grundy, probably with that midfield that he's got, again, not no disrespect to what Melbourne got, they've got a good midfield. Yeah. I think Collingwood is just a bit more diverse. So he, Grundy doesn't need to necessarily hit it pinpoint in a spot. Yeah. He knows his midfield um, will make do with wherever he goes. But then he can go forward. A lot more consistent in front of goals than Gorn. I think once Gorn fixes that part of his game, yeah. he'll probably take the number one mantle. But... Ultimately, you'd have either of them in your team, given another, an opportunity. Yeah, exactly. I think another massive aspect that's worth talking about when it comes to Collingwood is their ability, their versatility in front of, of goal and their ability to Ooh. continually do that. So, so many avenues. If you look at the top list of goal scorers throughout 2018, so number one, Jack Rewald, number two, Ben Brown, number three, Tom Hawkins, number four, uh, Buddy, five, Bruce, six, Tom McDonald, seven, Jack Gunston, all the way down at eight is Jordan Degoe with 48 goals. Now, 
in the top of 70. So that what that show, and given they made the grand final, I mean, what it shows is that they have clearly a lot of avenues to goal. Mm. And I think clearly the back of that, there was a very specific plan pre-season to create as many options as possible. And he got a lot of goals out of Trelaw, side bottom. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Pendlebury kind of fell over at the back end of the year, but he was still, I mean, I don't know whether he's carrying an injury or not. He's a pretty proud guy. We obviously don't know whether that's the case. Side bottom, yeah. the second most disposals in the game. Like, that's the thing. Like, they, they, they dominated, and Pendlebury fourth, so. Yeah, and then uh, you got someone like, was it uh, Mycheck? I think Mycheck, he, he, yeah. He, he was good, yeah. 20-odd, 30-odd goals yeah. as well. So and our man Stevenson as well. Stevenson, yeah. So they've got so much talent. So if you've got a spread of, let's say, so much better, half a dozen yeah. players kicking 20-plus goals, yeah. and then one or two kicking high 30s into your 40s, yeah. that's going to go a long way in modern football to beat most teams because the, they've got to defend all of those players then yeah. from them going forward. So it's not not easy job. Well, it's a you know it's how the dogs beat Sydney really. I mean it, that's the thing. Like you see time and time again in modern, modern footy, big spread of goal kickers that, that are effective is better than one incredible or two just incredible forwards. Yeah. So yeah, that that's yeah. I think ultimately Collingwood, you know, amazing season, and yeah, I think they're gonna gonna go a long way next year as well. Yeah, it's funny, and we'll talk about the other grand finals at the in the last episode of this um, series. series yeah. But uh, probably the two biggest um, surprises for a lot of people. Yeah, not just not just for getting to the, but even playing finals. Because... Well, who predicted a Collingwood West Coast grand final? I mean, I don't think anyone. No, it was not, a great not game. Many people. Like, it was a cracking game, one of the better grand finals. One of the better grand finals, times, yeah. yeah. So, no, uh, top marks for me for Collingwood for the year. Yeah. I think, and I think I, they play finals. I think year. probably a 9 out of 10 because, you know, you know, you can't give them a 10. They did most things right and they dealt with everything in two minutes to go. Yeah, I was going to say, you can't be... So, in the lead for 95% no. of a grand final and lose it and get 10 out of 10. I realise we haven't really been rating a lot of the clubs. I mean, no. no. I mean, look, it's it's sort of hard to do and I find more it a bit of a futile thing in, in some respects. Yeah, but it's more to do with the context about where Collingwood sat at the start yeah. of the year for most people and what they ended up do, uh, doing it. at the end of the season. Everyone else, no, we won't grade them. Yeah. So we better keep moving because <clears> the next two, there's a lot to talk about as well. So we're getting to Essendon now. So Essendon made the finals... Prior year, uh, lost that game to Sydney, you know, really didn't look competitive at all. Came back this year with, with a lot of hope, you know, picked up some some quality. Yeah, did some work in the off-season. Did some work in the off-season and it didn't really work out. I mean, early on, when they beat Adelaide round one, you thought, hang on a second, are Essendon going to be the Dogs, you know, Richmond type of team? Yeah, that everyone come was back talking and, about, yep. Exactly. But it, it never quite worked out, you know. You lose to Carlton, but then you're beating, you know, top teams. So it's it's sort of they had a funny old season. I look, I'm very optimistic about them next year. Let's get that. You and I both very are. optimistic still. And great pickups, obviously. Another yeah, another good uh, off season picking up a gun. But I mean, you can't forget the big hole that was left by Joe Danaher. Yeah, basically, he didn't play for two thirds of the season. Um, which affects the structure, and don't get me wrong, we just talked about what it's like to have versatility going yeah. forward, but when you've got such a dominant player like Joe Danaher, where he might not kick goals, but he'll, he'll always bring the ball to, to ground. And God, he sprayed it, didn't he? Yeah, so what Essendon were able to do is build a uh, bit of a... Um, sort of mosquito fleet, bit like what yeah. Essendon of uh, Richmond have got as well around him, but they had to really step up. And it took a little while for the team to adjust. And obviously, yeah, that, that lost to the Blues and then a couple of others towards the end of the season. But then getting on a run where everyone thought, oh, yeah, here we go. It's, yeah. going, it's going to be the, dons, uh, the dogs all over again with Essendon, but they just couldn't uh, match it right near the end. And um, <clears throat> yeah, for a lot of people, I think a disappointing season You have overall. to say it is, not to make finals. I mean, this is a team that at times looked like a top five, top six team. Yeah, um, fast ball movement. Fast ball movement, pretty accurate. You know, really good chain link-ups. You know, really, you know, that was defensively, I mean, that's the thing. So they leaked a lot of goals. That's definitely not something that, They'll look back on in the off season and think, well, that worked well. I don't no, think, yeah, that, don't that think wasn't too, ideal. I don't think too many people would have seen that coming with two no. Australian backs in uh, Hibbert and um, and Hurley. Yeah, and I oh, think Hibbert, Sorry, Hibbert. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, ultimately with Essendon, I think 
they obviously had some real highlights, but a lot of lowlights as well. And uh, it was a very mediocre season, really, in the end, to finish outside the eight. And I know that might sound a bit harsh, but I believe in this team, and I think they are a legitimately really good team. So to not even make finals, to me, is a pretty fair disappointment. Yeah. And the three recruits they brought in all seem to fit into the system fairly quickly, obviously. Yeah. Um, Devin Smith had an outstanding season. Well, he's something we have to talk about. Yeah, he, he led he, in he, tackles. Yeah, almost led that team from the start. I mean, don't get me wrong, the actual captain I thought was brilliant. Yeah, um, throughout the year, and some he of had a bit of bit of down through bits of it, but yeah, ultimately he was still pretty good. Yeah, once he worked out that he needed some outside assistance and spoke to his mates that are in uh, other clubs, yeah. he was able to um, rather the troops and you definitely they were definitely one of the better teams for the second half of the season and yeah. yeah just fell over the line towards the very end um, yeah but Devin Smith all Australian they just didn't yeah, rack up enough games though that's the thing like to lose to Carlton like they're the worst team in the league that's ultimately well let's look at the ladder that shows that and you know how do you drop that game Carlton should not have won a game all year I know that you can you know it's very difficult to not win a game all year almost but they did their best to get there. They did very well at that. Um, just going back to Devin Smith, 186 tackles for the year, and the next best is 168 by Elliot Yo. So he, he obliterated yeah, pretty much all pretty year. Much. So he's pretty elite. But yeah, I mean, they, they clearly need, even though they had some decent scores throughout the year, it came as a detriment to their defensive side. And they've got to get that right. They've got to fill a lot of those holes a lot better. And... Yeah, I, I don't know whether they've got all the pieces yet to really tackle the very good teams, but who knows? I, I, yeah, I, I'm just not that confident yet, but I absolutely, I think they'll make the eight, but I've got a fair few teams in the eight at the moment. So it's, yeah, it's I've, got about, I've, got about, I've got about 12 or 13 yeah, in the, it's the a, eight Which means, most people would at this time. It's 800, year. isn't it? 800, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but obviously, no, but who, the problem is who comes out, who goes in. I mean, I, I could see... Uh, Geelong coming out, and I could see an Essendon going in, but then you just don't know. Like, just it's, don't it, know. We're not in the, in the. We definitely are not in the game for complete guessing. In terms of the year, no. what do you think overall? Essendon, how, how do you mark them? Do you, do you think? Oh, they were disappointing for me. Yeah. I had them. I think I had them fourth or fifth uh, at the preseason. High, yeah. yeah, just with the recruits that they got. Obviously, what we saw the year before. Yeah, such a young team. Um, the pace. I just thought their, their pace would. Um, uh, overshadow any deficiencies that yep. they had, but yeah, all of a sudden they what their strong point was in on paper their defence all of a sudden tended to um, be their weakest point. Yeah, and yeah, look, I'm not a hundred percent sure how well they're going to go at this stage. Obviously, they've got a boom recruiting shield. Yeah, I'm going to back him in for finals. How far up the ladder they finish, oh, I've got to be. Fairly sort of open here, knowing what they didn't do this year yep. is going to be reflective somewhat for next year. Mm. And yeah, they cut probably the bottom half of that eight at the moment. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, Essendon. Yeah, it's it's a hard one. I, I think ultimately they'll be better, but I just don't know. I need to see some evidence of how they'll play against the absolute top teams because yep. I'm just not confident they're going to do it. And I need to see evidence that they beat the teams vast, vast majority of the time. So it's, look, if you drop a game or two against a team you should beat, that's not the end of the world. No. But that happened a bunch of times. So I think my, my big thing with Essendon is that I, I need some more confidence in them before I'm really there. But they've got a pretty decent midfield. Yeah, it's pretty deep now. McGrath I really like. He's one of my favourite players to watch. Tip and Woody, I think, you know, had a decent season. He's someone that, that I think can get even better. Yeah. Um, Zaharakis, I think once he comes back from that injury, gets a bit nice run. If he can have a run right through oh. the pre-season and not miss any games, I mean, that's massive. He's such a good uh, link-up player. Yeah. Um, it releases um, Shield. It'll release Smith. Yeah. Uh, it'll give Merritt and... Um, a couple of the other young guys are coming through more time in the midfield Garcia as well. Parrish and these Parrish, yeah. Yeah. So, because um, Zarakis can go forward and... and, and, be, and Yeah, he's such... I, I've, loved, I've loved him for a long Exciting time. Exciting player. Which is unusual from coming out yeah, of the mouth of the yeah. yeah. So, yeah, look, I hope they do really well. I'd love to see uh, Essendon be a really powerful team once again in the AFL. They've got a big supporter base. Yeah. Uh, really passionate. They do um, a big one. And, and just their style of game, I like it. It's I like pretty, watching when it. When they get it right, it's Well, it's funny. I like watching, like, I like watching it, 
but then from an analysis perspective, I'm like, it, it also is simultaneously frustrating because you're watching it and they're playing this like outrageous attacking style of football and it's really fun to watch because it's bonkers. But then simultaneously they're leaking goals at the other end and they're, you know, like it's, it's sort of a hell for leather type of game plan. It's like the Golden State Warriors, but not as, not as well, polished. If you're getting 60, 70 a night, that's all right. <laughs> that's the thing. If, if Essendon were scoring 140 every night, that then... It wouldn't matter. Then who cares? Yeah. But ultimately, that's not what's happening. And part of that is that if Joe Danaher had stayed in and he kicked 70... Because I, I think I... I don't, I don't have to check this, but I think I had him for the Coleman. I had him for the Coleman. I think we both... Yeah. I think we, you and I both tipped him for the Coleman. And let's just go down the list. Sorry, I'll be back. No, he's... Minutes. So it, it, that's yeah. the thing. He's not even on that. I don't... Well, he's well, he didn't play enough very games. Down the bottom. Yeah, no. he didn't play enough and, games. Yeah. And even with the games he played, he kicked probably more points this year. Well, than... let's go into that very briefly before we move into Frio. I mean, ultimately, I think Essendon really... That was pretty poor, I thought, to keep him in for as long as they did. Like, this feels like a lifetime ago now, but do you remember when uh, Danaher clearly was injured, clearly had issues, Yeah. and there was a good... I can't remember the exact amount of weeks. It doesn't really matter, but there was weeks. Like, it was legitimately like three or four weeks that they just left him in there. And every time he'd get the ball, like, he'd, he'd kick it up into the grandstand or kick it up in the roof, and it was like, what is going on? This guy, there's something going on, take him off. off. Is a car accident. Like, I don't want to keep watching it anymore. Like, to take this guy's confidence is just going to be shot. Like, he's such a quality young player. Like, you don't want to just see him get burnt every night. Like, you know, you hear all these stories of like, oh, you know, to teach Scarlett a lesson, I thought I'd put him on, you know, uh, Lockett on his first, you know, game. That, that I get that sort of old world stuff, but... This is a millennial. Like he's not going to be up no. for this. Like he's going to be pretty annoyed. And and, and defenders tend to a lot of Fortnite that yeah. night. Like and, he's just not going to be up. For and that. defenders tend to do with that training and that initiation better than forwards because forwards are meant to kick goals. So if they're not yeah. kicking so, goals, yeah, um, confidence goes confidence down. goes right down. And that's in any era. Yeah, jokes aside, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there's not too many players that can have five misses and then all of a sudden go on a rampage the next few weeks. It's it's very rare. Whereas backmen start to build a resilience. Yeah. They, 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 they're learning their trade. They're learning how to read forwards and, and read the play as it comes. So it's pretty hard to uh, compare apples and oranges. They're different uh, mindsets. So, yeah. yeah, and then it was even more frustrating is after weeks and weeks and weeks, they finally went, oh, no, he's got osteoidus pubis. As oh, if they didn't know that you. weeks before. We knew that something like that was clearly yeah, it was, it was so Yeah, it was more than just it. a groin issue. So, anyway, so that uh, hopefully he comes back and he's uh, fully fit at the start of the year because he is uh, a superstar in the making. If yeah, already. I think so. Look, like a lot of their key signatures they got as well. You know, Hurley's committed. Like a lot of quality players have committed. So that's that's good. I mean, I think yeah. Look, ultimately, you have to say it was a failed season. Failed season. But that said, there's definitely a lot worse than that, and there's a lot yeah. of upside deaths in it as well. Lots of upside. Yeah, absolutely. The the things that made them not make finals are an easy fix when they analyse um, where they went wrong. Yeah. They're not. It's not like per, it's not personnel. It's just execution of skills yeah. which another pre-season under Woosher yeah. and all that because they obviously have faith in the system and faith in each other it's now just bringing that together a bit what Collingwood was like three or four years ago I guess yeah. another one I'd like to touch on as well is Fantasia so there was a few times this year that you and I when we were doing our tipping in our preview episodes we were like if he's not in they'll lose and there was, I think we were three for three every yeah, time wow. that he wasn't in or whatever. Something like that, yeah. Pretty much every game that he was out, they didn't win. Or there might have been like one and like five or something ridiculous like that. Like it was significantly... He's, he's a clearly a very important cog Absolutely. in their system. And every time he was out, he scored 38 goals for the year. Obviously, 19 games. But, you know, he could play more than that. So... Yeah, interesting season, but clearly a, a, they need to tie up. I think ultimately Essendon key points, they need to tie up some of their, their defensive structures. They need to adjust their game plan a little bit so that they can compete. I think they need to work on getting some of their better players, you know, working in their best possible positions as well. I think there were a few times, you know, they, they just got to, I mean, not like this is obviously from the cheap seats, but there was a few times where it looked like this player's, like, player A's best abilities was task, whatever. Mm. But then they'd have them doing a whole bunch of other stuff. stuff. So it was just sort of... 
I get that they've got to fix holes, but then how are they ever going to dominate that position? And just little things like that. Like I felt like everybody was sort of being jungle, jumbled around. Geelong was actually kind of similar as well. Which yeah, there's a few teams it. that did it this year. And well, they had they, to, but then Collingwood would do it and then they made the grand final and only win the flag. So that's the thing. Like There's a very fine line between you know, that bottom tier getting better and, and, you know, everything around that. So, but yeah, not, not, not the greatest of seasons, but massive upside to this team. Massive, yeah. I'll be very, very surprised if they're not playing finals next no. year. No, into Fremantle, old mate Frio. So Frio, Frio. didn't make finals and then, then they didn't make finals again. So not, not great. No. Um, Ross Lyon still going. Still Unbelievable. On. Unbelievable. He, he, must, he must have something on all the board members there. My favourite thing all year was every time Fremantle lost a game was retweeting his um, tweets, um, let's strap in or something like that. Something really weird. I love retweeting that tweet. I've done it like 20 times. Mm-hmm. I un- unretweeted and then do it again. <laughs> so, yeah, so who, knows, who knows what's going on? Again, still confused about what... Goes on in Fremantle. Can you tell yes, us? we are on the east coast. I get that. Any WA feelings? But look, it's it's not ideal. It's I not mean, ideal no. um, when you've got your crosstown rivals dominating. Dominating, and another flag. I mean, obviously, yeah, again, another team that had some injuries to some key personnel. But it seems to be this ongoing thing, and and then the personnel that they keep bringing back into the club. Mm. That never plays for them. Mm. Benel. That's yep. just one. And then they recommitted and then they tried to trade, trade him. him. Yeah, so they've got mm. to really figure out what they want to be as a club. Again, back of house stuff and then work on the football field. Yeah. Which they've looks like on paper they've done the right thing. But Whoa. who knows if this is going to work out for them. There's a lot of things to touch on. I mean... So we'll go, let's do while we're talking a bit about back of house and then we'll get on to the football side of things. So Brad Lloyd left the club. He'd been with them for a long time. He's gone to Carlton. They obviously did pretty well through the off-season. Mm. Uh, yeah, not Lockie Neal leaving. I mean, he's clearly a massive... I, I'm surprised. And he I, wanted to leave. That's, well, that's the damning part And he was it. contracted too. Mm. Like, I'm surprised that with all these people who are saying, oh, Fremantle did really well through the trade period. It's like, well, yeah, they got Hogan and now they've done okay, but... They got Rory Lobb, but one of their best players wanted to leave. Yeah. That's obviously not, not And some great. of their better players, the senior players, have retired. So they yeah. obviously had to bring in something to fill those holes. Well, Sandlance, it has to be on his last year. He's about 60 years old. And Rory Lobb, I mean, he, he's going to be better. But, I mean, Fife and Neil was a very quality combo. Good combo, and yeah. Batman and Robin, and Robin's gone. I'm worried about this team. I... I Yes, look, we'll get into, let's get into the, the obvious thing with Fremantle is their ability to score was outrageously bad. Like, they, they have no solution. I mean, McCarthy hasn't worked out. Benel hasn't played. Neither's really McCarthy much either. No. They really don't have much of a solution on that side. The, the post-Pavlich thing is still a problem. Massive problem. And Pavlich has been out of the game for a little bit now. So bit. It's, it's looking a bit ridiculous. Obviously, picking up Hogan's really good, but... Oh. They've still got to get the, the. I mean, someone like Hogan, can't, you can't just rely on him getting no. his own football and kicking goals. He'll, he'll do it game yeah. here and game there, but ultimately uh, they're going to have to find avenues to goal that don't rely on Hogan. Yes, it'll take some pressure off yeah. uh, McCarthy and um, McCarthy. Hill. You always and, call him McCarthy. 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 I said McCarthy. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, and, sorry, <laughs> and, uh Sorry, I lost, lost my train of thought. thought. Yeah, but some of their, their Forward smaller forwards yeah. uh, to kick goals all the time. So, but look, let's not beat ourselves up about the fact that losing Lockie Neal is massive for this club. It is massively. Yeah, it's it's pretty average. Like I'm really surprised how highly rated the what people seem to think Fremantle will be. But anyway, yeah. So it'll be interesting, and I think there's a lot more work that needs to be done at the Dockers than just picking up some quality players from other clubs. Big concerns about them defensively as well. I mean, I, I <laughs> they leaked a lot, a lot of, goals. of goals. Under Ross Lyon, like the stingiest coach after Longmire. Like, yeah, they were they were horrible to watch this year. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time they were terrible. I mean, they've never been a glitzy 
club to watch. They tend to have always been this defensive, molded team for whatever reason. I'm not sure why. Don't yeah. know why, and especially in today's modern uh, move the ball, move the ball, move the ball. It, they're it going so- against the grain. And yes, yeah. going against the grain can sometimes work, but in a game where it's such a big field and so many players on the field, uh, you tend to need to roll uh, roll with the punches and go with the mm. flow that is actually winning grand finals if yeah, you want to be competitive. Fremantle are kind of the team that are playing, a, a, like a band that are playing a genre that was popular 15 years ago that's not, not due a resurgence yet for a little while. Yeah. Like that's kind of how it feels, this team. Like they're, they're really not... Red, like I, I, I don't know. I, we've spoken about it repeatedly. I, I have massive concerns about their coaching side and Brett Ratten Defrio. Hashtag. Yeah, I don't know how. Well, long, I don't know how much longer they can continue continue this. with Ross Lyon and probably, and probably anything back at house as well. I mean, there's obviously something going wrong. Well, Peter Bell's come in. They've had a lot of senior people go and come. Yeah. If they're poor again on field with Hogan in, I mean, surely Ross Lyon's gone. I mean, but, uh, I mean, yes, he's got to toe a certain company line, but Peter Bell's first r- part of his role mm. didn't really lay the new foundations for the club. Uh, no, Lockie Neal's not going anywhere. Oh, well, he's the gone. feather in the cap <laughs> thing is pretty young. Probably didn't need to say that. Didn't need but to say that. But he was brand new in the role. Yeah. And I don't think he expected there to be the amount of media there would be at the trade, uh, yeah, the trade day mm. thing and... I think he got a bit sort of, you know, door knocked by someone. He probably yeah, journos, got caught yeah. in the corner. Not literally door knocked, but you know the phrase to door knock someone is yeah. to, you know, <laughs> you know, tell me about, about this. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. And made up for it by getting Hogan's signature a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. And and he's got a hat but no feather in it. No, so. no. Uh, yeah, Bennell's an awkward one as well, which awkward. we touched on. It's pretty awkward to sign someone for a year and then try to trade them. I'm not quite sure what's going on there. Yeah. Obviously, re-signing him... Seem, I mean, look, I think that was a terrible decision to re-sign him. We said that at the time. And then obviously they finally figured it out six weeks later and thought, I wonder if anyone's sniffing around and maybe we'll throw this up in the air. See I don't think what any, happens. Well, no one yeah. was, so it's pretty yeah. awkward. Um, it is. And look, obviously all the talent in the world on paper, but he's probably only... So he does, obviously his body's not up to the, the um, rigors. rigors of AFL and he'd probably prefer... The um, limelight or lesser limelight of the waffle or somewhere else where he can just get paid pretty good cash um, without the. I don't reckon he'll get experience. another year after this, surely not. Oh, someone in the waffle will pick him up, I reckon. No, but not oh, AFL. Not right? AFL, no. no. Unless he has a blinder of a season. Well, he'd want to start. He'd want to start, yeah, get his body <laughs> right and head oh, right yeah. and all that type of stuff. So, yeah. wait. I'm, I'm not confident. Well, I'm not waiting all. and saying, I'm, I'm happy to call that now. <laughs> that's no, not going to happen. And the AFL aren't confident either because they've got no free-to-air games. Yeah, that's true. Or something like that. So we actually, that's something we can touch on now. So in terms of a fixture preview, we'll leave that for January. So we'll yeah. sit down in January and do a full fixture preview leading into uh, the AFL season. So what we'll do is once this series is finished, we'll take a bit of a break. So this one's still going to go through till probably mid, early to mid-December. Uh, and then we'll take a bit of a break and then we'll come back um, sort of early to mid-Jan. Uh, everyone's so busy during that time anyway. Time, right, yeah. And then we'll sit down and we'll do a full fixture preview and AFLW and all that stuff. So, um, But yeah, ultimately Freo, not ideal. And the other thing as a spectator, and, and you know, we both love the game above all, and to see a, a pretty busted-ass team with one of the best players in the game in Fife, which we haven't really touched on yet, he was leading the Brownlow pretty comfortably and then he got injured i mean imagine if he'd kept playing like he it is it's wild like he's so it's like watching lebron and the Cavs. like he's just this unbelievable player on this busted ass team and And like lebron he's probably the one exclusion where there's one player that could make a difference to a team he could have almost had he played all last year lifted them to within finals Big call, but he is such a good player. He's that good. Yeah. So. But who knows? I mean, he's that good. I think, I think the, the only game I watched, well, this is a bit harsh, but one of the best games, I think, definitely one of their highlights this year. This is a, probably not a much of an endorsement, but the, the derby was really good. The really close. I can't remember whether it was the first or the... It would have been the second derby, yeah. 
was really, really good. They just lost it, but the frame yeah. were excellent all day. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think their style is right. I think there's so many issues. I don't think the style's right. I don't think the the back of house clearly is not right, and I, they, their on field's not great either. I think look, their midfield is okay, but. Yeah, not so much. Their back line are very concerned about Absolutely, by. and they've got to get someone and in that fitness um, department getting yeah. their bodies right. Again, they, they just couldn't get continuity with key personnel, the link-up yeah, exactly. players all the time. So, I mean, they got Bradley Hill over there to... Well, that didn't work. D- has, hasn't worked. Now he wants to come home, apparently. He's other home. He, he saw Sam Mitchell. Yeah. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> well, but imagine but that, that he comes back. Yeah, yeah, see what happens. Well, let's see who, who's the highest goal scorer for frame metal. You get, you did get they a million dollars. Did they kick this. any goals? Oh my god, I'm down to like 32. Have to be. Wow, I'm legitimately still scrolling. I must have passed somebody, surely. No. Um, Michael Walters, Walters, 22 yeah. goals. Walters, yeah, and he only played oh, about 10 games. Is that their highest? Yeah, and he's a star. He's oh, a real quality player. But again, it's, he's god. left up to doing not only kick goals but actually win his own ball because. He mm-hmm. kind of plays that high half forward. That's embarrassing. Yeah, but only 22 goals. You're not going to play finals if your top goal scorer is 22. Jack kicked over triple that. <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon half of Richmond kicked more than that. Well, what's embarrassing, what, and well, I guess good for them in a way, is that Jesse Hogan kicked 47 goals and barely played this year. So imagine, imagine if they get him on the park for 22 games. Yeah. So, or even do 21, give him a couple of weeks break. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I think, look, I, I've been saying for ages he was going to go back west and that happened. Um, people kept saying, no, no, he'll stick it out with Melbourne. I was like, no, he's going to go. I can get, almost guarantee you that's going to happen. And it actually happened. So I guess good news for Melbourne, we don't have to play this drama out every trade period. No. Is he going, is, is, is he going to next year? It's like this other Just to get that out of the way. Uh, uh, this little monkey off their back. Yeah, yeah they're both the monkeys are off their back. They, can, they can win big Hopefully. games at the MCG. That's the uh, state. Yeah. Well, you know, Adelaide were better without Dangerfield for that, at least that one year. Yeah. You know, like Hawthorne were better without Buddy, you know, Geelong were better without Ablett. Maybe with him gone, maybe for some reason, like in a way they'll... Not ideal. He still gets no. 47 goals in like a, hardly half, half a season. No, no. He basically played half a year. But, but obviously, look, with Wiedemann yeah. being what he did in the second part of the year, yeah. it made their choice a little bit easier to yeah. offload him, um, knowing that they could oh, get some. Well, we'll talk about Melbourne when we get to them. Yeah, but I think, look, I think. But Hogan's massive. Yeah, massive pickup, to be yeah. fair. And I know we're trying to talk. Pre uh, past tense, but that said, like you have to acknowledge it. Like him coming in is is a huge thing, and he'll keep them in games. Like yep. that's how good of a player he is. So I think he'll. It, yep. They're not they're not going to win more than like maybe they might win eleven games, ten games. Well, yeah, I don't on, see them making the finals. No, but on the upside for Fremantle supporters that are out there, if they get if, if yeah if you <laughs> you can keep Sandland, Hogan, and Fife on the field for yeah. the majority of games, that's a good one, two, three punch because we know Sandlands are still going to dominate a lot of uh, ruck contests. Mm. Five's that good that he can get the ball mm. and Hogan's such a good leader as far as not leader of football clubs but on a forward lead mm. um, that basically if he and Five know what's going on mm. down his throat and they could kick goals. So, But that's once a team f- picks out the patterns... It's easy to defend against, so it's all these other players that will need to step up for, for Freo if they are to uh, resurge themselves and get up the, the ladder. I think they're going to be a better team, but they're not playing finals in my eyes. Not everybody can be better. Someone's going to have to be worse, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was them, I'll be honest. But surely with Hogan, they're going to be a bit better, at least. I think, it, yeah, definitely curtain call, I think, for Ross Lyon. If they, if they can't... At least be knocking on the door of finals. I've got to be prepared. That's it. I reckon that's it. Has to be it. Yeah, he has to be. Imagine they re-sign him, they finish like 16th or something. Wouldn't be surprised. Like that's he's got two or three years on this contract, hasn't he? I think two. I think he's got two more to go. I'd have to check that. Wow. Yeah, which is pretty ridiculous. Wild. Yeah, yeah, it seems pretty crazy. But anyway, it's hard. Like I don't want to just bash Ross Lyon. Like he's he actually is a legitimately very good coach. But he's a good coach for yesterday. Yeah. Like, that's the problem. He's never... Like, I guess... Well, I know one thing we should say, at least, at least this year, he finally pulled the cord and started playing the youth. And he did get rid of a bunch of these older guys. Like, Johnson, oh, a bunch of these guys are gone now. So, yeah. 
at least he thought, look, I better start playing some kids. And that was always the big criticism from Fremantle fans and just AFL people in general was that why is he... Like every year you look at the list of how many kids were played and Fremantle was always fairly always low. low. Yeah. And if when you factor in how low on the ladder they are, like obviously top teams, they Don't can't play to, many yeah. young kids. But obviously the, they're, they're a low team. They, they, that's just the reality. And Mediocre to, to bad. And what do you do? Like, yeah, but year in year, just like you barely play them. And he even succumbed almost to the idea that going offensive may work better. Maybe may work better than this defense that he's got going on. May well, look who's one. Look at the so. flags have been won over the last four, five, six, seven years now. It's like his style is 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 finished. Yeah, I, for the I, time I, being. Yeah, I I don't see it coming back for a long time. And the AFL rule changes are going to make it even harder to play like that. Yeah, because they want people to continue to watch it, not just live at the games, but on television. And because all the other world sports, bar soccer, yeah. is fairly... Well, I mean, soccer's still fast-paced, um, and scoring is quite free-flowing in a lot of sports. That's what they want the AFL to be oh, more like. More. Yeah, more, more goals. More, more, more. And, and the, the, the AFL, if... if Ross Lyon's going to coach the way he's been coaching. The AFL would have no problems if, with him being sacked. They, no. have, they I can't have one of their teams continually being really poor to watch. Absolutely. And that, that reflects it in the new fixture, which we'll preview in January, of, the, of how few games they've got. Yeah. As you said, one game. Yeah, it's ridiculous. On free-to-air. free-to-air which is, I think that's a bit ridiculous, but... but it's just know, a, like, it's the nature of the... The, the fan beast response was that they just were really poor to watch. watch. And I can't really disagree with no. that. I mean, what I'll be disappointed with if he gets the sack is post, post-game um, interviews with Ross are always good. And at training, he's always... I think he... Yeah, the abusing the journalist. I think he goes a bit far sometimes. I think some of the... Like, there was that time... The worst... Well, to touch on that, the worst was this year. I can't remember when this was. It was mid to late through the year. Do you remember when he was talking to that journalist and he was, like, berating this guy? And he's like, who's rebuilt? Who's rebuilt? I can't really do a Ross Lyon impersonation. No, but, but he's yeah, basically like, who's rebuilt? Who's rebuilt in three I think years? you and I were watching um, that and we went Hawthorne. Hawthorne. Yeah, you and I both <laughs> looked at each other. That's right. We were watching the game. We saw the press and we were like, so, Hawthorne, Collingwood, right. Richmond. Like, we just, we just like, like, uh, there was off. a handful. The journalist was like, you know, crapping himself. So yeah, it must have been a young kid who didn't have the answers. So if you, are a, if, if you are a journalist out there, young, uh, make sure you've got the Loose answers to no your questions just so that down. you can fire them back at people just like Ross Hawthorne, Collingwood, Geelong. No, no, but that's it's the best way to interview is when you've got an answer. Yeah, that's true. That is a good advice. But yeah, I think that was pretty poor. But yeah, I, look, ultimately, he has to change as we, you, yeah, we've tax. been repeatedly saying for so long. Play the kids, change tactics... Just the, do everything reverse of what you've been doing. Yep, yep. And people, tell some people in the back of house to bugger off. Well, they might. Be he won't be allowed to. I know that. But if you can, Ross, <laughs> do it. Do it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the three teams for tonight. So Collingwood, Essendon, and Frio. Obviously, a bit of a recap. Collingwood, we reckon definitely going to be better next year. We we're really happy with their season. You can't not be. It's it's a solid nine for ten because they were so close to, oh, to the flag. And, yep. You know, a couple of little things change, and you know, there's there's biggest the surprise for me for the year was Collingwood and where, where what they were able to achieve. Yeah, the year. Pro- probably, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, you'd have to say that a West Coast really in the end, and then because I I thought West Coast, I'd be tipping West Coast to really dominate this year. I thought it would take another year to really get there, and then Essendon, Essendon were pretty good. Yep. So I just I just laughing at one of the comments. What who is today's free? topic? Who, who is, is free? Yeah. It's very funny. Very funny. Yeah. Uh, Essendon, yeah, Essendon were disappointing. There's no other way to look at it. Yeah. In the, in the uh, scheme of things, we had them up pretty high, uh, and I think a lot of pundits out there did, and for them to miss finals uh, with what looks like a quality list on paper was, yeah, disappointing, and I think a lot of Essendon supporters would be disappointed they didn't play finals. Yeah, and Freo, another busted ass, really. I mean... Not There's not a, not, a, not a lot How to do you like. find positives in it, really? I mean, like, uh, the Brayshaw incident was, was another thing we didn't really touch on. I mean, it wasn't really about Fremantle. That's more about mm, Gaff, but... Yeah, and I don't like revisiting train wrecks. There's no point going through that again, I guess, but... No, but he, yeah, I mean... He's what, what are the highlights? Walters took a nice mark. Gee, it's not... 
Not much to look at. That's it. Five, 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 five was winning the Brownlow <laughs> at the start of the year. Yeah, and then he got injured, but imagine if he kept going. Yeah. Wow. I mean, having it's five... sad to watch... That's probably the highlight, is almost having a full, fully fit five for the whole year. So if he can play 20, 22 games next year, that's a win. It's like a football murder that, that he's such an incredible player and we just don't get to see what he could... Imagine what he could do... With quality around him on a, on a really like imagine and he, yeah he, he and the quality be, he had has gone in Neil well that's so the thing, yeah. it's going to be hard for him again yeah not ideal not not ideal not, not very good reading when you look at it no it's a lot of lot of seasons not make I mean look I know yeah he made a tilt at it but the game's changed that's the reality is he made the yep. tilt they they lost in 2013 and it has gotten worse from there so. Yeah. Not, ideal. <laughs> not ideal. So obviously, both of us think Collingwood play finals again. Essendon play probably final. just get in. Yeah. yeah, Essendon come back into the fold, and Fremantle probably stay I, where they are. I think they stay where they are. <laughs> Maybe I, they shouldn't, but surely not. If if but as like, you said, not all teams can go up, so it's going to be hard. That's exactly it. That's what worries me is that not everyone, and it feels like it. It, it feels like the narrative with Fremantle will be like all the WA press will go so hard on them, and they'll just be like that. You know, they've got this really cool. They finally got the this incredible forward, and you know they they won two out of twelve games or something like. That. It feels like that's the way the story is going to go. Yeah. Obviously, I'm very much reading the tea leaves there, I and mean, obviously, I don't can't see into the future. If I could, I wouldn't be sitting here. But that said, I yeah, I just feel like it more train wreck yeah. unless unless all of a sudden know. all these joker um, young kids that they've got over the yeah. last couple of years all of a sudden go you know what let's just go straight to a grade we mm. won't worry about um, b we'll just go past that and go straight to a which Don't is a massive ma- no, no it's a massive call it's like what seven to eight sub 23 year olds all becoming jokers yeah, and that's and, just not likely to happen. And some of them not, not, not next year anyway. No. Over the over the next few years, if they can hold on to them, absolutely. And they probably look like a team that's going to be quality in twenty 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 one. Yeah, if they can hold on to that core group. But yeah, I think it's another year of learning for Freo. Well, what's concerning is like some of their better players, some of their better youth. Like you're talking about the youth, some of their better players, like Adam Chera. All the rumors are that he wants out. So he did re-sign though, didn't he? Yeah, I know. In the end, he yeah. did. But there was a lot of talk that he that he was build, pretty happy build, to get out of there. Build, so build his profile, build the. Uh, well, that's how they do it now. They're, yeah. they're pretty smart. Like that's the thing. Go, mate, play a couple more years there. Well, they're so desperate for any talent to stay along. By him saying, "I'm going to go," they go, "Here's a suitcase. Yeah. Please stay. <laughs> Please stay. <laughs> we beg you." We'll give you whatever you want. It's a bit sad. But anyway, thanks so much for watching and listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys. Definitely check out Beyond the Game. Check out all the sports content. Thank you to Ed, our producer, banging out over there. Multiple screens, doing doing lots of uh, magical... Making us look good as always. Always making us look significantly better. We will be back always Wednesdays, 7.30. We're going to do this... So for still a fair while longer because we've only done six teams, but it's fun to do three at a time, I reckon, because then we can have a decent... We didn't chat about them. Decent conversation, kind of get through some stuff, and otherwise if we're trying to rush through hips teams, we did six last year, it was just way too hectic. Way too hectic. <laughs> it ends up going for way too long, so... Yeah. Take care. First one, guys. Cheers. Can't say enjoy the footy, but what are we, like 133 days or something? Something like that. It's not ideal. So we'll bypass the fake Christmas, and then it'll be uh, Christmas again soon. It will. See you guys.